Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Alive! Not from Studio C, Senor. Not with it. Well, actually, quite a bit of the crew is within the depths of the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Antormation Complex, just not the, the hosts. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This Friday, apparently, there is a deity and he loves us as the work week is nearing an end. Friday, October the 29th, the year of our Lord 2021. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack is illin' and cold chillin', as they say. He feels even worse than he felt yesterday when he looked like death warmed over. What's worse than death warmed over? I don't know. Uh, But he's feeling quite sick. In spite of his fully vaccinated status, he has the Fauci fever, the Chinese... That's right, Doctor. Dr. Cardi B. He's got the Chinese bat fever. I just heard the other day, who was it got in trouble for calling it the uh, China virus? Some general or something like that? What the hell, people? Seriously? Seriously? You're still worried about getting mud splatters on your pinafore in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm slightly offended on behalf of other people. As China is, is attempting to march across the globe, as the supply chain is all messed up, people are still getting sick from the, the China virus, and everybody's still pretending to be worried about all the political correctness. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this morning, we're tootling under the, uh, I'm sorry, we're not tootling, we're laboring under the tutelage of our general manager, the failed Biden presidency. And that's more or less according to the Washington Post, which is writing in apocalyptic terms of the uh, the failure to get the big francification law through. The big, uh, you call it what you want, human infrastructure, the, 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 the domestic policy, tax and spending, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I was quite surprised. Um, they said that the president put the future of his presidency, the state of his party, on the line with a major bet that he could persuade a fractious group of Democrats to rally behind him and support a compromise $1.7 trillion, uh, $1.75 trillion social spending plan at the heart of his agenda. He said, quote, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the House and the Senate majorities in my presidency will be determined by what happens in the next week, he said. And they argued and haggled and and yelled at each other and accused each other of bad faith and malfeasance and bad breath and sexually transmitted diseases. And the Democratic Party ended up just fractious at the end of the day, voted on nothing. Nancy who's got to get this out of the way before Halloween. I mean, because she has got to mount on her broom and start crisscrossing the countryside, uh, tormenting and vexing our children in just a couple of days. But she, Good morning. Sunday morning. Anyway, uh, so she uh, she said, uh, yeah, we're good. Everything's good. Uh, nothing to see here. Just keep moving, everybody. We'll vote uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week is the week we'll vote. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I the, the whole, so old man Biden, he wants to pitch it to his Democratic buddies that Biden had a gift care. No, he didn't say that yet. He said, uh, he said, 
Uh, and yes, yes, one host is, is too sick to be on the air. The other one is going to be coughing in your ear. I've got a cough button. I will attempt to not cough in your ear. I just have a cold. I feel great. I just got the runny nose and the post-nasal drip and everything, but I feel wonderful. Uh, anyway, uh, I will try not to cough in your ear. <clears throat> so uh, so the old man decided to try to guilt his his uh, dissension-torn brethren into voting for this gigantic disaster of a, the turning us into France bill by saying, if you don't do this, my presidency is over. The Democratic Party is dead. We will lose the House. We will lose this the Senate. Donald Trump will probably somehow or other appoint three more justices, and it will be 9-0. This will be a disaster. And the squad looked at Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema and the Problem Solver Caucus and all of them, and they looked back, and they both gave each other a finger, and they voted on nothing. So, now, are the stakes as high as, as our great-grandpa Joe president uh, stated them to be? I don't know. I don't know. Um... Old man Joe said, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the House and Senate majorities and my presidency will be determined by what happens in the next week. I certainly hope he's correct. <laughs> and I, I certainly hope that this uh, gar- gargantua goes down in flames as it should, as it must. But, but we'll see. Who knows? Uh, at some point when they've been haggling this long, you wonder whether any further haggling will, will do any good. I don't see Mansion and Cinema, uh, you know given it up and some of the moderate house democrats have they've taken uh, refuge behind cinema and mansion they don't have to stick their heads up and say i think half of my party are crackpots they don't have to because they've got the cover of the the big timers but i think there's more resistance than than meets the eye and the ear anyway uh so that's just a, a quick uh, quick look at the big 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 story of the day uh, another one of the stories we need to touch on and and if you haven't heard about this you're going to think, all right, Joe, you're into the sauce a little early this morning. You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. No sauce whatsoever. The Biden administration is discussing paying reparations to illegal immigrants that were separated at the border. $450,000 per, up to a million dollars per family. Not a, a joke. A million dollars. How many American families are hurting, unemployed, sick, lost somebody? I have one kid in particular. She's broke as can be, you know. And, yeah, we're helping some, but we really want her and her her significant other to stand on their own two feet, you know, that you can agree or disagree. But, anyway, I know plenty of of good, good folks who the idea of getting a million dollars to their family is, is... it's it's a fantasy beyond consideration. And for some, half-baked doesn't even begin to describe it. Psychotic reason. The Biden administration is going to write gigantic te- checks, partly to avoid uh, gigantic lawsuits. It's, it's a country that has lost its marbles. Anyway, we'll talk more about that. But first, we probably ought to start the show officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Let's get it on for a Friday at Mark. So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like. Starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people.
most important experience of all is 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 harvesting our data and using it to make money, Mark. It's funny, Mark Zuckerberg announcing the transition of Facebook to Meta. You know, Mike, we ought to come up with some sort of sound. I don't know, some sort of magic sound or sparkling, twinkling sound. Every every time we say Meta, we got to have a sound for that. See what you can find during the commercials. All right. Uh, 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 Mark Zuckerberg uh, announcing that transition. Uh, to the delight of no one yesterday, it was funny. I was watching it because I was kind of curious about it. I've heard some of the projects they're working on, uh, and and I did honestly, I I tuned into the thing. I watched the video, wanting to know what was going on. Honestly, partly so I could convey it to y'all. Uh, but the minute his face pops up, pops up on screen, it's like I'm there at the trial of somebody who did something horrific to a family member. The minute I see his face, all I feel is loathing. All I feel is, okay, you're coming to, oh, here's my watch. Well, I had a watch on when I walked in here. Where's my wallet? Ah, there's so little good faith between uh, the Berserkerberg and the American people at this point. I, I just, I see him in his weird virtual, the fireplace looks fake 3D CIG announcement video thing he's doing, which we'll link for you at armstrongandgetty.com. If you didn't see it, um, you can click on that and, and find it. Uh, I just, I, I don't, I only heard about half of what he said because I kept thinking, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Whatever this is, it's a lie. I don't know why you'd lie about that, but I'm sure you're lying. So, the wrath of Mark. That's right. So coming up, we have mailbag. We have a freedom loving quote of the day, once again from Benjamin Franklin, not to be missed. And of course, Because it's Friday, we have Clips of the Week. So stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Talking to Steve Hilton later in the show. Looking forward to that. Host of uh, The Next Revolution on Fox News. Uh, interesting guy. Advisor to uh, David Cameron, the Prime Minister of Britain back in the day. He's uh, a really interesting fellow. Enjoyed our, our extra-large podcast with him, which you can get at armstrongandgetty.com. When was that? A couple weeks ago? A week, week, week and a half ago, something like that. Um, if you've never been to the website or, you know, you're not hip to the world of podcasts, super easy to get a podcast app on your phone. And then, you know, whether it's iHeartRadio or, or Apple Podcasts or, you know, there are a bunch of different uh, apps. Once you get one, all you have to do is search on Armstrong and Getty, and it'll bring you to Armstrong and Getty On Demand, which is the radio show offered up as a podcast. Uh, one more thing, which we do virtually every day, which is a segment that's only available via podcast, and our extra-large interview. So, anyway, that's it. Uh, get get to, get a podcast app, and or then go to armstrongandgetty.com. Right? I don't know. Click around the internet. Google it. I don't know. What am I talking about? Uh, so, coming up. Your freedom-loving quote of the day, uh, mailbag right now. Let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. What's going on here? So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like. I had the COVID. I'm now calling it the Fauci China flu or... How about General Fauci's hot and sour flu? First of all, Halloween. I would say put on those costumes, stay outside, and enjoy your trick-or-treating. If you go trick-or-treating while you're hungry, you'll be tempted to sample some of your treats while you're out. 
Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. This is not the answer to the problems America faces right now. Would ensure that children uh, don't aren't drinking poisoned water. Are you against that? I hope you understand how much a trillion is. A trillion seconds ago, Neanderthals walked, walked the earth. It's quite a spectacular vision that President Biden has put forth. I salute him for it. The framework under which we have guidance about the conduct of research that we fund, the funding at the Wuhan Institute was to be able to determine what is out there in the environment in bat viruses in China. These people are nuts. <laughs> they really are. They're so up their own heinies. How's the view up there? They've been walking for three days. A new migrant caravan. 3,000 strong from all over the world. Russia's cyber attacks continue. Microsoft telling over 600 customers they had been attacked close to 23,000 times. Uh, what we saw was a very significant event of a test of a hypersonic uh, uh, weapon system. Um, and it is very concerning. Uh, this is an enormous change in the character of war. And we're going to have to adjust our military going forward. What are you doing? We actually had a fan who was trying to climb into the broadcast booth. She said, I'm a veteran and I'm looking for a drink. Ahaha. A haha. Wow. A single haha. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped up culture wars. Do you understand? I cannot understand the word you're saying. Your performance is shameful. That's not correct. Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You should resign in disgrace, Judge. You have to answer the question. Am I canceled or not? Dave Chappelle there, definitely uncanceled. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again from Ben Franklin. This one in the Pennsylvania Evening Post on the 14th of December, 1775. He wrote, Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Interesting. suppose we could talk about that for a while, but we have no time. It's mailbag. A couple of t-shirt suggestions. The Let's Go Brandon t-shirts flying off the shelves. It's fabulous. The blue and red A&G logo on there as well. The hats and, and hoodies, too. Guys, do you have any t-shirts that say, Truenta Mashiner Depressure? Truenta Mashiner Depressure. Or Bada Hada Hada Healthcare. Blah, Bad Healthcare. Because <laughs> you should Writes T Or uh, Jashan, always fun to hear from him Says I got a new shirt idea for you Have one say parental domestic terrorist Oh, I love that I don't need any royalties from this new shirt idea He says maybe just a free one when they're made Or finally just send me my 20 year listener mug What's taking so long? It's a few years late uh, Supply chain disruptions, Jashan they're sitting in a container ship off uh, Port of Long Beach. Sorry about that. It's, uh, it's in the mail. Uh, let's see. Jack mentioned he went to the grocery store to try to find a bunch of things, including Luna Bars. And Sean writes, Luna Bars, congratulations on your transitioning. What does that mean? What the hell does that mean, Sean? What's the matter with you? Transitioning? It's a d- d- delightful d- 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 you know, protein bar or whatever it is. How about this from, uh, let's see, Parham. Hi, guys. Love the show. Thank you, sir. 
Very kind of you to say. The argument that pre-K might hurt children in the long run makes sense, but you leave what you're leaving out is the majority of parents are both working. The child isn't getting that family home exposure that we used to get. I think it will serve us best to compare daycare with pre-K outcomes. I have three boys all under the age of 10. They all went through daycare and pre-K. I noticed that they were basically just doing the same thing, obviously, depending on the daycare goals, which there can be a variety. Uh, that's why I think pre-K is popular. Most parents think, great, I don't have to pay for childcare. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, and, and there's a variety. Some people wrote out that transitional kindergarten is different than pre-K. Sometimes pre-K is an effort to be like, a grade of school before kindergarten. Sometimes it's simply a place for the little kids to play while mom and dad work. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not against that. I think more time with mom and dad is great, but I get it. We sent our kids to, uh, to, uh, preschool a couple hours a day just so they could play and meet little kids. I got this, uh, from the always interesting Kevin. Uh, I was talking about the vaccine, what it's supposed to do and not supposed to do. It's uh, significantly effective against hospitalization and death. But you must admit, this is not what we, the public, were sold in the spring. Would you like me to send you the myriad articles and announcements stating the vaccine was nearly 100% effective and would end COVID? Well, the problem, Kevin, is those messages were directed at stupid people, which our wise and benevolent leaders think all of us are. You are not a stupid person. You appreciate subtlety. You understand science, so their messaging wasn't for you. More to come. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As the guy who runs the Babylon Bee told us recently, it is getting tough to run a parody site in this country. No matter how creative your jokes may be, it is almost impossible to be more ludicrous than reality already is. Tucker Carlson there last night. It's a good point and, and, and a true one. The Biden administration is considering paying out $450,000 per person to illegal immigrants separated at the southern border. Back in the Trump days, it's trying to settle lawsuits with migrants who say the policy caused them lasting psychological damage. So who's involved with this? Number one, greedy attorneys who see the deepest pockets in the world, the United States government and or the U.S. taxpayers and the American Civil Liberties Union, which used to be a fine and admirable group organization. And now they're just radical leftist lunatics. Officials from the Departments of Justice, Homeland Security, and Health and Human Services are considering payments that could total close to a million dollars if there are two people within the same family. Autoplay video. Death penalty for that. I'm calling for that. I don't know how that scores with the Constitution. But anyway, uh, so it could be nearly a million dollars if if you and and mommy were uh, separated at the border. The potential payout to the 5,500 or so people involved could exceed a billion dollars. A billion dollars. So illegals who are told if you come across, you're going to be apprehended and you're going to be detained. And the law says children cannot be detained with adults. So they separated them. Now... The word is they did a pretty poor job of tracking who was who and, and who was sent where, and it was kind of tough to reunite people. That's not good. That's bad administration. We probably ought to look into that. 
Uh, but at the same time, there's a hell of a lot of they weren't actually a parent and child anyway, and or they went off to live with uh, with Uncle, you know, Umberto while they were waiting to get reunited. So there, there are not a lot of tragedies that, that connected here. It was just inconvenience. But how many U.S. families can't even dream of a million dollars? And they've they've endured, you know, all sorts of trials and tribulations. A million dollars for people who sneak across the border in defiance of the clearly stated policy. Even uh, the, uh, the the dude who's organizing that latest caravan of 4,000 people working his way through Mexico. He said repeatedly, look, with Trump, we knew what we were dealing with. At least he was honest and told us what the policies are. With Biden, you never have any idea what the policy actually is. So Trump made it infinitely clear, according to everybody, what would happen. Now, maybe you don't like the policy, and that's fine. You know, we we have a republic. We're allowed to vote. We elect representatives. They pass the laws, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea that folks separated according to the dictates of United States law would get a million dollars per family while so many American families are struggling is just obscene you know this is the sort of thing that causes people to change their point of view about the world about the government we're talking earlier about the biden administration and in the congress floundering trying to get get this giant francification uh bill through and how biden himself said ah this is my whole presidency this is this house this is the senate this is everything tell you what when this story gets more and more attention and all the poor American families out there, white, black, Hispanic, whatever. I hate grouping people by race anyway, but um, when they hear about this, so I bust my ass for a lifetime. I raise my kids. I'm working like crazy. I'm paying taxes. They got the, the, the uh, inflation is going up as fast as I can comprehend. And these people get a million dollars of my tax dollars, my tax money. Just for sneaking across the border, people are going to go nuts. Oh, and Tucker Carlson had another uh, rather sickening contrast. Million dollars for the illegal immigrants who come across. Let's listen to tape 84. You won't be surprised to learn, according to the paper, that nearly a thousand reparations claims have already been filed. Why not? The total payout from all this? More than a billion dollars. So how much is that exactly? Well, let's see. If you're an American citizen who is killed in a war defending your country, our government promises to send your family $100,000. That is less than a quarter of what Joe Biden intends to give illegal aliens for the inconvenience of being deported. They're once again getting $450,000 a piece from your tax receipts. Wow. Give your life for this country? Less than a quarter. That's obscene. I mean, that's really obscene. These lawsuits claim that the separated children were housed in poor conditions, sometimes hot, sometimes cold, little medical care, long-lasting trauma, etc. They seek a range of payouts, averaging $3.4 million per family. So this 450 bucks a head, that's, the, that's like the settlement to head off the lawsuits. It's unreal. Unreal. They're trying to reunite all these people, um, and it's going fairly slowly. I don't know exactly why or how, since virtually everybody has a cell phone. 
One government attorney said the payouts could amount to more than the government paid to the families of 9-11 victims. Another disputed that comparison, as the U.S. Had, the government had not been directly responsible for the 9-11 attack, so it was a poor comparison. Yeah, well, okay. A record 1.7 million families encountered trying to enter the U.S. illegally in the 2021 fiscal year, which ended on September the 30th. That's up from the record high, which was in the year 2000. Over 479,000 families were encountered, along with an unusually high number of unaccompanied children. Um, why, why, why? Oh, that's right. The kids get in. The kids get in. Mom and dad get in later, and they go join the kids. And uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said, I just about fell out of my chair when I read this. For the sake of our country, I hope this reporting is in error. This would be an outrage. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa wrote on Twitter, Unacceptable! Where to go? Uh, report says Biden administration considering payments four hundred fifty thousand per person who cross the border illegally. These are taxpayer dollars. We should not be paying anything to people who break our laws. Ken Buck, Republican in Colorado, Joe Biden wants to raise your taxes but give four hundred fifty thousand dollars to illegal immigrants. Biden is putting America last. Rep. Bill Johnson, Republican Ohio, tweeted. Under POTUS, Joe Biden, pay more for gasoline, more for groceries, home heating, and everyday living necessities, but give $450,000 to illegals. Doug Lamborn, who's a Republican from Colorado, wrote, uh, Joe Biden gave Americans a $1,300 check, but wants to give illegal immigrants $450,000. I, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, on one on, on the one hand, it's almost, you know, it's, it's it's uh, satisfying. It's it's convenient. It's good. It's easy to see the Biden administration cutting its own throat like this and just bringing into stark relief how how ridiculous and horrible a lot of their policies are. But I mean, they're, they're, I, I just uh, billions of dollars spent on this. It's just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But you know, I was watching uh, the football game last night, the Packers and the Cardinals, and. Uh, yeah, if your opponent wants to do something completely ridiculous and incompetent, you got to let them do it. But this one, this one, that's tough to swallow. Well, that's serious stuff. Not quite so serious, at least those to those of us who are sane. The universities are out with their warnings to the students about what Halloween costumes they can wear and shouldn't wear. Unintentionally, suffocatingly, panty-waddedly, snowflake-meltingly hilarious. Stay with us. The company says the name Facebook is not going away. But from now on, we're going to be metaverse first, not Facebook first. But don't you worry, the self-esteem of teenage girls will always be last. <laughs> the announcement, the announcement came in a video by Facebook's chief humanoid simulation, Mark Zuckerberg, who addressed some of the recent controversy the company's gone through. With all the scrutiny and public debate, some of you might be wondering why we're doing this right now. The answer is that I believe that we're put on this earth to create. I believe that technology can make our lives better. We live for what we're building. And while we make mistakes, we keep learning and building and moving forward. And we will keep building and moving and making bigger and better mistakes. (laughs) 
There's no point in looking back at what anyone did or said or covered up or shredded or dumped into the river. River what river? Building and learning. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. That is evil. Facebook, so evil. Uh, although Matt Taibbi uh, wrote a piece recently, maybe we'll touch on it a little bit later, who says a lot of the... Uh, the hand wringing over the recent Facebook scandal with that one gal who's making the rounds uh, is is a lot of just absolute phoniness by the uh, the legacy media. They're accusing Facebook of trying to get rich off of spreading d- anger and and conflict and discontent and and fake news and the rest. Of, wait wait a minute wait a minute. CNN is reporting is accusing Facebook of of being evil and misleading. Are you serious? You know, of course, uh, Matt Taibbi is much more eloquent than that. But uh, again, we'll touch on that in a little bit. So Michigan State University, which has a history of this sort of thing. I don't know if there are any woker than anybody else or if uh, for whatever reason um, their wokeness comes to our attention more often. But the, the mighty Spartans of Michigan State sent students an email about the upcoming Halloween weekend and the school's football game against the University of Michigan. Oh, that would be a great game. Anyway, included at the bottom of the email was a reminder for students to be mindful of what Halloween costumes they choose to wear. Says uh, Venny Gore, Senior Vice President for Residential and Hospitality Services and Auxiliary Enterprises. Gee, uh, Quote, I'm asking you to think about this now before heading into the excitement of the weekend. Make a plan. Be respectful, including being mindful of Halloween costumes that perpetuate stereotypes and cultural appropriation. And do what is best for you, your fellow Spartans in the East Lansing community. Read this article for more information about appropriate costumes. Well, the included costume mentions visible. Well, you know what? Maybe we ought to just skip to it. But it mentions uh, visible and invisible identities having concerns about Halloween costumes. All right. I'm already thinking, wait, what? Visible and invisible identities. Okay, is that like I'm a black man or I'm a gay guy? Is that what they mean by visible and invisible identity? I need a, I need like a, a glossary. Anyway, quote, while most think of Halloween as a time to dress in costume and celebrate all things spooky, it can also become a breeding ground for racist, sexist, culturally insensitive and biased behaviors. Halloween can be an opportunity to creatively dress and decorate, but experts say it's important to consider how costumes that portray specific groups of people in demeaning ways, such as criminals, hypersexualized, and or grotesque caricatures can perpetuate harmful stereotypes. The article then quotes Dennis Martell, the director of health promotion, who claimed misrepresentation and acts to dehumanize others have long been a way for certain groups to exercise racial superiority. Okay, so you got to make sure you're not misrepresenting and dehumanizing anyone to exercise racial uh, superiority. The article also claims that customs can elicit trauma. Trauma! If they poke fun at the experience of historical harm, bigotry, or displacement. So yet another Word salad titled college administrator, Dr. Janine, spelled differently than I've ever seen it, L. Royal, MSU's assistant dean for student success initiatives and director of the neighborhood student success collaborative. Good Lord, her business card is going to be like six inches long. She said in the article that it is, quote, crucial to avoid customs that mock or show insensitivities around traumatic experiences. 
MSU provided a list of some experiences that shouldn't be the basis for costumes. Okay, so here we get into the specifics of the... Uh, this is the nuts and bolts. Uh, here, this should not be the basis of your costume. Pandemic victim. All right, you're a bunch of college kids. Nobody cares. Blackface. Holocaust victim. Who does that as a costume? Cultural stereotypes of any kind. Your Luigi costume? Like you're some sort of mustachioed Italian plumber? Like the, 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 like that's the sum total of the Italian-American experience, you racist, you hater. You clansman, you. Body shaming and objectifying. So you shouldn't dress up as a fat lady or somebody super sexy. Okay. No Islamophobia, transphobia. No mental illness costumes. You shouldn't have a costume that mocks sexual harassment or homelessness. That's too bad. Children my generation got down to Halloween, hadn't really gotten together a costume. You're going to be a hobo. You're going to grab one of your dad's shirts. You're going to grab a, a stick or something, maybe a ball bat, tie a handkerchief around the end of it. Use a told your candy. You're a hobo. Well, no, not anymore. Not anymore. And national tragedies should not be the... Uh, the basis of uh, your Halloween costume. I don't know exactly what that would be. Go as the burning World Trade Center or something? I, I, I don't know. You could go as the, the border, the open border, which is a national tragedy. Well, they go on to further harangue the kids as if what we already read to you isn't enough for them to consider while just deciding what to wear to go to a frat party where they can drink some beers and perhaps fornicate. Cultures are not customs. Marginalized people carry the hardships coming with their identities every day of the calendar and simply cannot shed our identities after Halloween night. My peers should reflect on what costume signifies and consists of to make wise decisions about dressing up. One senior is quoted as saying in the article, I do not want to party with you. Then MSU provides a four-question process to determine whether a costume is okay to wear. You know what's so interesting about this? And, you know, stating the obvious, obviously, uh, is that uh, for generations, I don't think anybody was ever offended by any costumes. And if they were, it was a, a tiny number of paranoiacs. I mean, this is a cure in search of a disease. But it's enlightenment virtue signaling in search of an audience to applaud them and congratulate them on how woke they are. I mean, that's what it all is. It's just a circle J of wokeness, honestly. There's a tsunami of wokeness. That's a good point, Sam. So uh, here's your four-question process to determine whether your pirate costume is okay to wear. One, what does my wearing of the costume convey? Um, that I like pirates. Two, does the costume challenge or represent... I'm sorry. Does the costume challenge or misrepresent my value system? Well, honestly, my value system, speaking for myself, Joe Getty, is uh, I'm not in favor of rape or pillaging. So I guess the pirate costume is out. Oh, gee, what do I do? A clown? I don't know. I hate clowns. Uh, uh, a ghost. A ghost. Okay, I'll be a ghost. I'll go with the Charlie Brown classic sheet over my head. No, oh, for the love of God, they'll think I'm a Klansman. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait that a minute. happened sure. to me. Michael, what's, a, what's like a cliche Halloween costume? Just anything. A king. I'll go as a king. Like Dracula, maybe? 
Dracula. There you go. Thank you. What does my wearing of the costume convey? It conveys that I want to dress as Dracula for Halloween. Okay. It's probably not the answer they're looking for. Question two, because we got to make it through all four layers of these questions. Two, does the costume challenge or misrepresent my value system? I do not believe in drinking the blood of virgins without their consent. Damn it! I can't be Dracula! (sighs) A ghost? No, I already decided a ghost's a non-starter. A pumpkin. A pumpkin. I'm going to be a freaking gourd for Halloween. All right? What is my wearing of the costume conveying? Keeping in mind, we haven't even gotten past question two. It conveys I want to be an effing pumpkin. Question two. What is the costume? Does the costume challenge or misrepresent my value system? I like gourds. I like pumpkins. I like pumpkin pie. Ding. We're past it. On to number three. This is a, this is virgin ground, though. Might this costume perpetuate harm or violence to a, that a group has experienced? Pumpkins do get carved up with knives. On Halloween, people who believe, vegans, that plants have feelings are going to see me in my brutally carved, knifed, raped, inside scooped out pumpkin costume, and they're going to melt down. I I will trigger the crap out of them. I can't even get to question four. I got to keep thinking. Armstrong and Getty.